The following is a presentation of AOW Productions. This program contains adult content. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed by the host of this program do not necessarily stand or reflect those of this station or its management. Bringing you controversy at its best with uncensored music, comedy, and political discussion. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Outlaw Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Outlaw Radio for the 14th of December, 2020. I'm your host, Bad Billy. We're going to have a very interesting show for you tonight. Uh, in just a little bit, I'm going to... There are actually two uh, pre-recorded interviews, so uh, much of the show is pre-recorded. And both of my guests tonight are based out of South Africa. So in just a little bit, I'm going to be uh, cueing the interview that I recorded with Afrikaans folk singer Anton Meiberg. I recorded that earlier this week. And then later on in the show, I will uh, cue the interview that I did with Petrius Sito. He too is out of South Africa and uh, he wants... Uh, to further address the issues going on in South Africa and get South Africa united, get all people of all races united. So, yeah, uh, had a very interesting conversation with him. Also, later on in the show, I should be joined by uh, Chris Master for News of the Weird. But before I get to all that, I want to cue one of the latest songs by Anton Maybrook. This is called Going Country. I'll be back with the interview right after this. And we go a little something like this. Hit it. And now, from a rented basement, because Bad Billy's mom threw him out, it's Outlaw Radio. City life ain't bad, I suppose But I'm heading for an overdose A change of scenery is what I need Pack your bags with just enough We don't need all this stuff The only thing you take with you is me We're going country We need a holiday 
Let's go somewhere far away Where the traffic jams and the email spams Can reach you and me Let's just take the car and go It doesn't matter fast or slow It's just you and me And we're feeling free As long as we're going country Life ain't bad, I suppose But I'm heading for an overdose A change of scenery is what I need Pack your bags with just enough We don't need all the stuff The only thing you take with you is me We're going country We need a holiday Let's go somewhere far away Where the traffic jams and the email spams And reach you and me Let's just take the car and go It doesn't matter fast or slow It's just you and me We're feeling free As long as we're going country Think we need a holiday Let's go somewhere far away Where the traffic jams and the email spans Can reach you and me Let's just take the car and go It doesn't matter fast or slow It's just you and me And we're feeling free As long as we're going country Going country Going country Hey there, Thrill Seeker, rocking out to the station. I hear you. You're probably even sipping on a drink right now. An average blah, blah drink in a can or bottle. One that doesn't quite hit the spot for you. I'll bet you want something different, don't you? Something more. Take your shot with Cold Cock Whiskey. The best whiskey anywhere. Why? Because it's different from other liquors. Cold Cock Whiskey is herbal whiskey. 100% all natural herbs blended with aged American whiskey. No more morning after sugar hangovers from other liquors. With Cold Cock's blend of herbs, including green tea, hibiscus, ginger, eucalyptus, and more, you'll be in herbal heaven. Cold Cock Whiskey, available at spirit stores and distributors America-wide. Find one near you at coldcockwhiskey.com. Follow Cold Cock Whiskey on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Celebrate those special moments with friends. Raise your glass. Take your shot. You must be 21 or older to drink Cold Cock Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. Because there are some people out there who need practical advice. And yes, I'm talking about you. Wisdom beyond value from the desk of Mr. Holland. Trying to understand some people is like trying to pick up a turd by the clean end. Ooh, is that Mr. Holland? Yes, ma'am. Please don't touch.
I am proud of my heritage. I am a feminist. I believe in marriage equality. I am pro-choice. I am pro-life. I believe that there is a God. I'm not so sure. I am a Christian. I'm a Muslim. I believe there is no God. I'm bisexual. I am transgender. I am unique. I have something important to say. Everything we say is protected under the First Amendment. Express yourself. Don't allow yourself to be silenced. This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation and the Broadcast Education Association. First, there was Cranked Up Live. This is Cranked Up Live. Then, Cranked Up Went Country. Today's best and tomorrow's greats. Cranked Up Country. Now, Cranked Up Live is back. Back. This is a sizzling hot podcast. Cranked Up Live. Curtis McKinney and Brad Hennington will keep you listening, keep you laughing, and keep you coming back for more. Convicted felons will no longer be called convicted felons. Do you know what they want to call them, Curtis? <laughs> no. Justice-involved individuals is what they renamed them. Listen and download the podcasts at crankeduplive.com. Check them out on Facebook at facebook.com slash crankeduplive. Cranked Up Live. Some material may not be suitable for children under 18. I'm Nick, and you're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we say what the fuckity fuck we want. No exceptions. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you have just heard Going Country by Anton Maybach. And it is my pleasure to welcome Anton to the show of, of South Africa. How you doing, brother? I'm, I'm, very, I'm very well, and uh, it's nice to be Ed in, in the States. You know, you guys are in the news lately with the election. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so we're following everything over here. Now we're 100%. We also have our problems here. Uh, but, you know, we've got to, you know, be positive and, and, you know, go forward. Yeah, the election is quite a mess, I must say. Wow. Never experienced this. Uh, we, we had something like this 20 years ago, but uh, t- really what happened 20 years ago didn't amount to what we got right now. So, yes. <laughs> All right. So, for uh, those who are not familiar with uh, Anton Myberg, why don't you uh, give a little background, tell the listeners about yourself? Uh, okay. Um, I was born in a, a town in South Africa called East London. It's part of the Eastern Cape. And uh, my grandfather uh, owned a resort called Buffalo Pass where they used to have um, music events uh, over the weekends, dances, and they had artists performing there. In those days, you know, everything was live. There wasn't computers and things like that. And I started participating in the talent competitions they had there as a very young child, uh, six, seven years old. And those days, you still had stage outfits. I remember my mom making me one, you know, with sequins on and things like that. <laughs> Sorry, and my father was involved in the music industry. He was one of the first independent record producers in South Africa, and uh, he used uh, the resort of my grandfather as a as a um, you can say a, a, a place where he um, sourced new artists, and from those artists 
eventually became very successful and well-known in South Africa in the, in the country music industry. I'm referring to people like Lawrence James, Tommy Dell, and Barbara Ray, and Bobby Angel. Um, those type of artists were still youngsters then, and uh, my dad progressed and started making records those days. It was seven singles, and only if the seven single was a huge, massive hit, they would move on to make a long-playing album, which consisted of 12 tracks, six on the one side, which was called the A side, and six on the B side. And uh, so that's how I got involved in the music industry. And from a young age, about 14, I started composing my own songs. I taught myself how to play the guitar. I obviously watched my dad and a lot of the band members when they were practicing. And that's how I learned to play the guitar and how I started composing songs. You know, initially you feel ashamed with your own compositions and you're too scared and shy to play them to anybody. Um, my dad and my mom got divorced and he married uh, a South African lady who, uh, who could sing and he, he took over her career and she became one of South Africa's top Afrikaans country music artists. Her name was Cora Marie. Unfortunately, she sadly passed away in, uh, in 1985 due to cancer. Um, but she played a big role in my music career because she was the one who told me, don't be shy, play some of the songs for me, which I really did, and she proceeded to record one of them. And that's how it all started. Within a few years, singers and record companies were knocking at my door wanting original music, uh, which I did. I wrote the songs. I, I finished my school career, and I became an attorney. And um, I was writing and composing songs on a part-time basis. I was not a performing singer at the time. And around about the year 2000, you know, I could no longer resist the temptation to join the, the music industry on a full-time basis, which I then really did. I became a singer-songwriter with some moderate success in South Africa. The biggest success was achieved by songs that I'd composed for other singers, they all became famous and I didn't. So after a certain period of time, I decided to rather sing uh, the songs myself. And uh, after that, I became relatively successful with quite a few Afrikaans hit songs in South Africa, ranging uh, you know, different, different topics. Uh, I tried to evade politics as much as I could, apart from the one song, which I think you'll probably get to later in the interview. Oh, and yes. I'm also an avid uh, biker, and uh, I support the bikers in South Africa who have various charity events, and I perform there. And um, uh, as an attorney, I do claims against the road accident fund, which is basically I'm a personal injury lawyer, if you can call it that. Yeah, and, and that's what I do. Interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> so... Um, I, I was kind of figuring as as you were telling the story right there that uh, you know you you uh, probably started with with a guitar at a very young age but uh, about to what age were you when you decided to actually um, you know start strumming those strings and actually teach yourself how to play the guitar? 
Well, I used to mess about with my dad's guitar, and I think he got irritated by that because I was breaking strings and, you know, pulling the guitar out of tune and things like that. <laughs> so he bought me a, a, a guitar, an acoustic guitar, a nylon string, and uh, you know, that's how I started playing. And it was I was roughly about uh, 11, 12 years old when I started. You know, the normal three-chord thing, the fingers not working, and, you know, everything is muscle memory, so with... With practice, I eventually be, was able to compose a few songs. And as the years progressed, I started teaching myself more chords and things like that. And I I was never the type of person who would write a song and then send it off to some music composer or arranger and then go and sing. I was involved all the way from the first note, from the tempo, and that's how I learned also to play the piano a bit and a bit of drums. And, uh, yeah, and I also got involved in the production of music, you know, in the studio physically. And that taught me a lot about music and how uh, it's supposed to work, you know, the balance between everything. And, um, yeah, so I gained a lot of experience, especially through a, a chap called Andrew Ruiz here in South Africa. He has a fantastic studio. He, he lives out in the in, in Pumalonga area in a small town called Ermela. And he was responsible for the production of many of the South African hit songs over the years. Now, uh, one thing I find very interesting, too, is uh, basically, um, you know, uh, the, the style. I, I listen to some of your songs and the style, the genres of music. Some of it uh, kind of ranges... Uh, maybe leans toward more of the uh, pop rock uh, genre there. And then, of course, you covered some uh, country music. But overall, how would you best describe the overall genre of your music? <coughs> oh, that's a difficult one. You know, I didn't sort of decide I'm going to do this sort of genre. I suppose it's an influence uh, of the music that I grew up with, which is country music. And and which was the hit songs in America those days, you know, Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton, and uh, of course Johnny Cash and so on. So I was influenced by them, and then also by the 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 heavy metal and the rock bands also of that era, you know, Uriah Heep uh, and bands like that. So yeah, I don't know. I I would suppose it's a it's a sort of like a country folk rock type of genre if you want to call it that. You know, uh, I'm not particularly fond of computerized music. <laughs> so it, to the extent that it was possible, you know, I, start, I tried to stay away from from the uh, you know, computerized music, although they, you know, it's inevitable that they use some elements nowadays, synthesizers and things like that, and all these funny sounds. Yeah, so I tried to stay as, as true to generic or proper music, organic music, if you can call it that, live guitars and live instruments. So. And, that, and that sort of influences also the way the song sounds. And uh, to me, it's part of the, the greatness of composing music is also to put the final product there. You know, it, it must be true to the song as it was written. And uh, that's probably one of the biggest challenges there there is not to overproduce a song and then it'll lose its character um, yeah so yeah yeah I don't think I can say anything more than that <laughs> and sometimes the style of the of the music 
fits the, the song. So it's, I don't go out and say, this is the style I do, and I sort of cram everything into that style. I just write the song. If, if I like the song, I record it. If it sounds you know, um, rock, then it will be rock. If it's supposed to be country, it will be. Yeah. Well, I think that's very important, too, for, it, for any uh, musician that wants to uh, further better themselves, has to study all genres of music, you know, and uh, appreciate all genres of music as well. You know, I mean, whether it's uh, Johnny Cash or Van Halen or, you know, whomever it may be. And it sounds like, you know, that's basically how how you've modeled yourself as a musician is to uh, look at all genres, you know, from Frank Sinatra to Perry Como, you know, um, just uh, and... (laughs) And appreciate it all. Yeah, yeah. If you, I think, if you're a, if, a, if you're a music lover, then obviously you have your favorite genres. But you can listen to all types of music and appreciate the beauty of that music. You know, if you compare, let's take the Indian music, the Bollywood type of music. You know, compared to, let's say, country, it's two totally different things. You know, but both of them have has beauty in them. You know, and at the end of the day, music is there to to help people and make them feel good, and it's a, it's a emotional, it's a, it's a well being thing, you know. I'm not going to listen to a song that makes me feel bad. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> unless you want to, unless you want to feel bad, you know. <laughs> so there's music that can make you feel bad, and you know it's all a personal taste thing. And uh, oh, there's lots of theories about. Uh, certain notes and that that are soothing to people and all that, you know, you have all these musicologist guys that study this stuff and I know there were theories that if you play a certain band's music in a shopping center that people would buy more, you know there's a lot of things about it, but you know, that doesn't bother me much, I'm just aware of it Yes now, uh, when it when it comes to guitars, is there is there a specific guitar that you prefer, whether it be a Gibson or a Fender, or I- any p- particular preference there? Yeah, my dad had a Gibson, and I sort of fell in love with the Gibsons when I was young. But I must say, the Fenders have sort of come up, you know, in the ranks over the years, and you know, guitars sort of become uh, connected to a vibe especially when you record in the studio, then you realize that even the same two guitars, the same name and make, will have a different sound. Uh, you know, it might be a very technical difference or a small difference, but when you when you play the instrument, you realize that each one of them has a you know, separate sound, if you look at it that way. So you could use an instrument that suits a song, but yes, I, I must say I like the Fender uh, guitars and uh, obviously also Gibson. And then uh, I've forgotten the name now. Uh, I know it's quite a big guitar. And there's a chap there in America who's an unbelievable player of those guitars. It's a, uh, uh, I've just forgotten the name now. Um, he's, uh, the Stray Cat Stutt was a song that he performed. Mm. using those guitars um, I'll get the name just now but we use that guitar I think on uh, on parts of the country album and also on some of my previous albums which has this 
sort of a, I might say, nearly a 60s or a 50s sound to it. You know, so there's different guitars, and uh, at the end of the day, I still like my 100 grand, uh, you know, nylon string guitar I bought at a pawn shop about 10 years ago. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not about the name, you know. It's about how it plays and the sound that comes out of it. Yeah. Well, it was, uh, was, you know, shortly after uh, Eddie Van Halen recently passed away, I was listening to an interview with him, and he said there was just no one guitar that uh, was suitable for him in, in the style that yeah. he wanted to come out with. <laughs> yes, you use different guitars because one can't do everything. A guitar sounds like it sounds. Yeah, you can use amplifiers and all these uh, sort of synthetic uh, type of modulators and whatever to change the sound of the guitar. But I mean, I mean that's that's cooking, isn't it? <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> if you want it to sound that way, get find one that plays that way. You know, that yes. sounds like that. And uh, there's a chap here in South Africa, John Goodenough. And uh, I met him actually at a gig. Uh, he was playing for somebody else, and a crazy chap. And he he attacks the guitar violently, and he plays the electric guitar without a plectrum. He uses his fingers, and he's a huge strong man. And he, he physically bends the guitar's neck while he's playing to get these sounds out of it. But you could never get John to play the same riff twice because he wouldn't he can't remember what he did. He just played it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, so he wasn't the ideal studio musician. He sort of cried while playing the songs. You know, he, was, he, he got so into it that it was quite difficult <laughs> to record him. <laughs> but he, he would be an example of somebody who would take a guitar and, you know, uh, and, and get something out of it which you, which you would never um, think possible. You know, uh, when it when it comes to me, and I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of heavy metal and um, especially old school heavy metal. But when it comes to just guitar playing, you know, I'm I love blues. You know, and we're talking I'm talking like uh, from Robert Johnson to uh, Jimi Hendrix, of course, one of my all time favorites, and and Stevie Ray Vaughan. You know, I mean, just if I want to hear a good uh, lead guitar, you know, I was, I was turn on a blues album, you know, and I, another one that I really like right out of your country, uh, that I've had on this show in the past, uh, Dan Petlansky, you know, and, and uh, yeah, Dan, Dan, is, Dan is doing well. Yeah, yeah. There's a small market for blues music and, uh, uh, and jazz music, uh, in, in South Africa, but you know, at, at the, the small market that there is, they're very loyal and, and supportive of the artists that are in that um, part of the uh, music industry. But yeah, Dan is, is is doing well and he's well known already over here. And yeah, but blues and you know, our uh, the South African music industry is very much different to, I suppose, the one that you have in the states. Um, there was an era in our in our music where there was very little original music composed, and the record companies relied mainly on um, taking songs from Europe and the States and and doing cover versions or even translations of those songs. But in the period from let's say the late early nineties. It started changing with some composers coming to the fore, especially in the Afrikaans music industry. 
There was a guy called Anton Gersen. He's, he's still alive and kicking and performing. And he, he made a large impact on Afrikaans music industry and a chap called Kurs de Plessis. Um, and then there's Attila Kurs Combeis. And, and so the guys went on. And, and there were music festivals uh, for the Afrikaans music industry. And that sort of boosted the whole Afrikaans music industry, changing it from a, a very small one to a, a, a substantial one in the South African context. Yes, yes. Now, one song of yours I've got to talk about, uh, and I think uh, you you knew this, you already mentioned this a little bit, but the first song I heard uh, from you, of course, um, as and I just kind of found it going through a search on YouTube, but the song's called Boer Insider. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, the English translation is The Farmer and His Gun. Is that correct? That's correct, yes. Yes. And, of course, I'm kind of, uh, the first feel I got of it, because I used to watch the, uh, I, I used to watch the television show with Chuck Norris, uh, Walker, Texas Ranger, and it kind of, Kind of was kind of mirrored the theme a little bit, but uh, this I knew yes, it sort of got that vibe, yeah. <laughs> yes, um, but but the video um, tells tells such such a tale too, you know, because I um, as I've talked about many times on this show before, what goes on on a South African farm, and I'm not going to go there right now, but uh, you yeah. know, um, you know, the video shows shows a uh, a boar, you know, uh, you know. Work, working in the cornfield, and uh, his neighbor, a, a black farmer, and, and they're working together. And uh, basically, uh, you know, I'm going to ask you to talk about the song, the influence behind it, the influence behind the video. Uh, you know, you, you need to understand the, the, the South African situation. And before I do that, that this, this song uh, is the only song of mine that sort of, achieved international traction, if you want to call it that, from Russia, uh, Canada, the States, South America, all over Australia. Even if it's in Afrikaans, the people asked for the, you know, me to send them the lyrics in English, which I did, and so on. So there's a, a farming community across the globe. And I think to a certain extent, they all face the same challenges. Uh, it might be more or less, but in our country, because of the past, um, farmers have been uh, placed under a lot of pressure. Because traditionally in South Africa, the farm owner was a, was a white guy and he had all these black people working for him. And um, they were successful. But when the apartheid era sort of stopped, um, a lot of farm attacks started. Um, white farmers and black farmers uh, were being attacked, killed brutally, in a brutal fashion. And at the same time, there was also uh, uh, talk of disappropriating farmlands and giving those farmlands to the black community. So the farmer... Uh, portrays this as an attack on his own safety and also an, an attack on his property to take away his farm. Uh, in that context, and knowing farmers, the South African farmers, 
I knew that they would not take this lying down. At the same time, there was also pressure on the Afrikaans language. Uh, the perception is that most of the farmers in South Africa are Afrikaans. I don't think that's, that's correct. It might be that they are, are mostly English. But the perception was that um, there would also be an attack on the Afrikaans language because it was a minority language. Um, so on those three fronts, the farmer felt challenged in his safety and respect of his farm and the language that he speaks. And that's what the song is about. Uh, it says, you know, don't, don't take any of these key things away from me. And if you do that, I've got a gun. You know? And that's, that's what the song says. If you want to, you know, put it down into a single sentence or two. And I think the sentiment behind the song caught the attention of a lot of people uh, across, across the world who, who may or may not experience that same sort of challenge, either in respect of their farm, their safety, or their language, or anything else. You know? Yes, yes, indeed. You know, and to see, I got to tell you, when it, um, the first time I, I heard about the uh, the uh, farm attacks was uh, back in the mid '90s when uh, they were talking about uh, you know under Mandela's rule and uh, the crime in South Africa, you know, because they talked about what was going on in Cape Town, what was going on in Johannesburg, you know, because so, uh, crime was was really on the rise. And then they they said the worst is to come. So commercial break. Then they come back and they start talking about the farms, and I'm like, wow. You know, and that was that was back in the '90s, and now I know it's a lot worse today. Yeah, so, yes, uh, um, yeah, the, the, our country is in a in a difficult position at this point in time. Um, financially, things are not what they should be, and the economy is not good. And then COVID came along, and the, if you look at the Zonda Commission and all that, there's uh, you know lots of evidence. Uh, about um, you know incompetent people in charge of municipalities and state-owned entities and government corruption and things like that. So uh, yeah, it's 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 an uncertain period. Uh, but I think which was predicted by politicians early in the 90s and uh, it's sort of has been discovered now. Because it's been kept under wraps to a large extent. But uh, fortunately, we have an independent press in South Africa and most of the corruption and wrongdoings have been unearthed by them. And it's drawn public attention, which has led to commissions of inquiry. There's one going on now, the Zondo Commission, you know, which is huge. And uh, absolutely shocking, shocking things have come to the fore. Yesterday, the Secretary General of the ANC, which is the governing party, mm -hmm. uh, warrant for his arrest was issued on corruption charges. So you'll be appearing in the in the court on Friday. Uh, it will probably be international news by now. Already. Yeah. So you know, of all the provinces, it's only the Western Cape Province, which is run by the DA, the Democratic Alliance, which is functioning properly. Uh, if you look at the reports and, and in the media, it appears that the remainder of the country is, you know, dysfunctional to a large extent. Yes, indeed. So 
So I want to get I want to get back to the music, but yeah, I I have looked into all those things that, and I'm familiar with a lot of the political parties that are out there, but definitely got to get back to the music. <laughs> but <Yes>. the, <laughs> the 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 co- the country album I found uh, qu- quite interesting, you know, because um, uh, to me, I it was the first time that uh, I heard country music uh, covered a lot of American songs covered by by. Uh, by somebody else from from somewhere else, you know, and I, I thought it was very interesting, you know, because you know I've heard uh, Willie Willie Nelson and uh, Seven Spanish Angels, which which is a very beautiful song, and of course you covered yes. uh, Ghost Riders in the Sky, and you covered you covered a lot of great great old style country tunes, a lot of you know we're talking old school country with uh, maybe some some of the outlaw era too. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm, uh, uh, I love the outdoors. I, I watch the, the, the DVD show, Chris Christopherson, Willie, and Johnny Cash, and Waylon uh, uh, Jennings. Yes. Uh, yeah, those guys, those guys uh, were, were amazing. And, and, you know, their style of music and, uh, attacked, attracted me a lot because it was real, you know. It was the real thing. It was... Um, real music and and stories, you know, things that happen to people in life. It wasn't this pie in the sky, you know, kiss me, I love you, you know, and all these love song things. So, you know, that had an influence on on the music that that I compose, I think, and I absolutely love their music. And, uh, (laughs) yeah, you know, in South Africa, a lot of the... American country songs are covered by the artists, yeah. I'm not, I'm not the first one. Uh, in fact, they, they make country albums which consist 100% of cover versions. Yes. Mine is, uh, is different to the extent that it consists of also new original country songs that are composed. There, there aren't many country music composers in South Africa. You know, and also, I mean, Steve Hoffmeyer, somebody else I've had on the show in the past too. I mean, his last two albums have re- really impressed me because he's taken, he he's of course uh, covered a few old country songs like you have, but then he's taken songs by Creedence Clearwater Revival was one of them, and and a few yeah. others, and he's made country versions out of them, which I don't think anybody here in the states has, you know. And so, I thought that was very brilliant yeah. of him. Yeah, you know, Steve, uh, what Steve has done over the past few years, he's taken the music from when he was younger and the music that he grew up with, which his folks listen to and we listen to, we're the same age. So he's uh, covered those songs, you know. He had a a series of albums or whatever called From Tuka Totna, which means From Then Till Now. And and what he did was he he took the South African artists who made those songs famous and he did duets with them, you know, on that album and and that was very successful for him because obviously Steve you know is a, is a great uh, singer and composer and he he has also written lots of poetry and books. Yeah, he's a he's an amazing talent and and, and a very very uh, effective marketer of himself and what he does. How would you like the opportunity to one day share the stage with him? I have. I have. I've oh. met Steve on a few occasions, you know, at festivals, uh-huh. uh, 
he was, he was also on the program, so we have chatted. I know his son very well. Uh, but I haven't spent a lot of time speaking to Steve because, you know, it's always, you know, you would do your show and you sort of go on. And um, But I followed his career and all that. I, in fact, went to watch one of his first shows years back when he had a band in Germiston in a, in a little uh, primary school hall. It was before he became famous. And I realized when I saw him that uh, he would become a, a, a successful uh, music artists in South Africa because of the raw, pure talent he had, you know. Yes, indeed. And he, then he got a role in the TV soapy and that uh, you know, skyrocketed his whole career. Yeah, yeah, I remember him telling me about that too. So Yes, I mean, all, all <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> and he, he played or made a huge contribution to the um, awakening of Afrikaans music in South Africa. He initially started singing only English, and, and when he did an Afrikaans song or two, that's when his career changed. And he, and, um, he has an equal amount of fans among Afrikaans and English-speaking people. Over the years, he's managed to you know gain that reputation, and he's an example of uh, success based on talent. You know, it's not these karaoke singer guys. There's a rich Mormon dad that makes an album and markets him and he becomes famous, you know. Yeah. That's not Steve. Steve became famous because of his talent, you know. And that's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. And I think everywhere in the world, you have um, people that become famous who don't really have so much talent. They just maybe have the look or the money, I don't know. Or they're <laughs> portrayed in a certain way, you know. Yeah, there's uh, there's actually one of his movies. I got to tell you, there's one of his movies I've got to get my hands on, and just I know it's tough, but eventually I think some somehow some way I'll see it. Was that uh, musical he was in called Plotland? I really want to see that, even if it is all in Afrikaans. I really want to see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, yeah, I you know I'm sort of semi-retired in the music industry at this uh -huh. point. But I, I was part of it in a very exciting time where, where chaps like Steve and Tienzo Don and Yonita Duplessis and Kurt Darren and Ray Dillon and all these type of artists uh, became successful. And, and, and they did so because they had talent and uh, they had the guts to perform original songs and they handled themselves professionally, if you want to put it that way, and portrayed what the South African public wanted to see. And, you know, our country, our, our people or friendly people, they like to party. So, you know, a happy song works for them. Now and again, a sad song will work, you know, but most of the time they want a happy song. And uh, and that's w w what Stephen managed to do. Uh, from a small industry, the Afrikaans music industry grew to a, a very, very large industry in our country. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard, I've I've heard that before. I've I've seen a little bit when I spent just a tiny bit of time in uh, Johannesburg that uh, hey the South Africans love to party and I had while I was there I had one South African beer and that was that was enough. <laughs> Where is uh, we, we like a beer and uh, and of course Brandewijn. And it was strong. Which is probably the <laughs> national drink, you know. It causes a lot of problems, but you know, um yeah, the South Africans like to um, to to be festive and to enjoy themselves, 
And um, that's why music festivals are so popular. And uh, yeah, the, it's been difficult for the music festivals over the years because a lot of things has changed in the political landscape and, and money and things like that. So the festival sort of reached the peak, I would say, in about 2010, 2013. And then after that, there was a gradual decline. Um, I recall at the Kaka and Ka, which is the used to be the biggest Afrikaans music festival. You you couldn't walk. There were so many people. You know, it was like ants. And they used to take aerial photographs of the of the festival. And, and the success was because there were so many new artists with original music at the festivals and original art productions and and stage productions. And that that sort of Somewhere along the line, we've lost that. You know, the originality has disappeared. Yeah. Maybe at the time, maybe at the time it was something novel. You know, to see a chap sitting on stage just with a guitar singing songs you don't know. That was that was what attracted people those days. Now they want lights and fireworks. You know, and massive stages and. So they've sort of forgotten where they come from, if I can put it that way. Good way to put it. Now, one thing I've I've got to ask is, um, um, basically, um, have you always uh, studied law, or have have you uh, made the tr- transition from musician to to lawyer? How how does that uh, work out? How how'd you make that transition? You know, I was a lawyer first, and uh, while I was doing that, I was composing songs, and other people were were, were becoming famous with my songs. And then uh, I decided, you know, I couldn't resist the temptation to go and sing myself, you know. I used to sing for my family and my dad and, you know, the bride or whatever. And then uh, when I started doing it uh, in front of people and then I enjoyed it so much, I couldn't stop. And the, the thrill of singing a new song which I've never heard before was a challenge to me and to see the reaction of the people. And by doing that, I sort of like, built the following. It took a few years to do that. I refused initially for many years to sing any cover version. And uh, I only sang songs that I composed myself. And uh, the only album uh, which I changed was when I did the country album. Uh, And I decided, you know, to complete it, to put some old country favorites of mine on it. Apart from that, I've only performed my own compositions. Yeah, but uh, hey, you've done a brilliant job the whole time, too. Oh, well, thank you. You know, the yeah. country album, we did that with the drums, bass, uh, rhythm guitar, and electric guitar. I think we had a pedal steel and a mm-hmm. piano in somewhere in there. So it's just a basic four-piece, you know. Um we we tried to keep it simple and and you know not overproduce the album, so it might sound a bit quiet if you're used to the modern country, you know. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes silence, yeah. sometimes silence is the best sound. You know. <laughs> well, see, this is this is my take, and and two genres today have have become something else too. I mean. Good music is good music, and I'm not going to deny that. But uh, they're putting labels where they shouldn't be, as far as I'm concerned. And one of the best examples I like to use is Thomas Rhett. Uh, he's labeled as a con- to one of today's country artists, and he's got a good voice. His voice is country. His music, 
is not. Yeah. Yeah, look, you get this, like, sort of hybrids, you know, the music evolves. They put a bit of country and a bit of rock, and, you know, I believe they've even mixing it with rap and uh, and all that now. (laughs) You know, it's experimental, I suppose. Um, And I I don't see any reason why uh, one couldn't do that unless you're sort of this purist type of person. But I don't think there's place in music for for Mm -hmm. purists. Music is music, you know, it's a sound. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, Captured sequence of notes, you know, which is either pleasing to somebody or it's not. And the voice is an instrument just like the guitar is. So if you combine everything and you do it properly, you'll have a beautiful song. You might have a hit. You know, they always used to, my, I used to ask my dad when I was younger, what's a hit? How do you know if something's a hit? Uh, um, I suppose that will be an ongoing topic uh, beyond our lifespans. And... Uh, there was an old Afrikaans um, radio announcer. She was a legend in South Africa. Her name was Esme Everard. Those years, there was basically one radio station that you could actually listen to. And it was called Springbok Radio. And she had a program. Uh, and she used to decide what she, what song she would play on it. Yeah, and so uh, we used to call her Tani Esme. And uh, I met her on a few occasions uh, because I was in the company of my dad. And uh, she said, uh, it's what's in the grooves that count. Um, and they was obviously referring to the grooves of the of a long playing album, you know, you know not, not uh, digital music things like we know today. And, so, and, it, and it had sort of a double meaning, the grooves, grooves on the album and the grooves in the music. So, you know, if you want to, Want to determine if a song is going to be a hit? You've got to determine what's in the grooves. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> and, right. yeah, and if you really think to think about it, there's a lot of beautiful songs that never became hits. You know, financial successes, if you want to call it a hit, a financial success. And um, there was a lot of one-hit wonders. You know, people called the one-hit wonder made that one song that was a hit and never heard from them after that. Yeah. And, yeah, so yeah, if one can can pin the definition of a hit song or, or what it's made up of, then I suppose everybody would be making one, wouldn't they? Yes, indeed. Well, that's all the questions I have for you, Anton. I want to thank you very much for joining the show. Now, uh, coming up, it was a pleasure. Yes, uh, we're going to have a uh, five. Uh, five songs set coming up uh, with featuring three more of your songs. But before we get to that, uh, I'd like to give you this opportunity to uh, give yourself a plug. Tell the listeners of, if you have social media out there, if you have a website or where they can find your music. Yes, they can find it on Facebook. They can just put my name in there, Anton Meiberg, and you spell my surname M-Y-B-U-R-G-H. Or you can just put the word in uh, and Seruv, uh, and then my music will pop up there. A lot of my tracks are available on, on all the platforms. And, uh, yeah, the, and uh, you can send me a message on Facebook. I don't know, you know, I hardly go to Facebook. I'm allergic to it. But uh, <laughs> if I see something interesting, I'll respond to it. Um, yeah, and, and thanks for, for the folks out there who, who, um, who support music. It's a good thing, and, and we all need that. And, and yeah, please go and listen to my music. And uh, the the country album is just called Country, so it's not 
hard to forget. And then my other album is called Biker Angel, which is also a very successful album and, and has a lot of nice uh, tunes on it. And thank you for the opportunity, and, and you guys all have a good time over there. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Well, once again, thank you so much, and uh, best of luck to you and your future endeavors, whether you return to the to the uh, studio or you step into the courtroom. Best of luck to you in whatever, whichever you do. Thank you very much. All right. You take care. Goodbye. Bye. This is the kind of thing that just tickles my balls. You're listening to Outlaw Radio, and if you don't agree with our opinions, then fuck your mother. Hey, do you kiss your girlfriend with that mouth? Het is in jou en mij 
another angel home He looked down into her brown eyes and said, say a prayer for me She put her arms around him and whispered, God will keep us free He could see the riders coming He said, this is my last fight If they take me back to Texas, they won't take me back alive There were seven Spanish angels at the altar of the sun They were praying for the lovers in the valley of the gun And when the battle stopped and the smoke cleared There was thunder from the throne Seven Spanish angels took another angel home She knelt down and picked the gun up And lay smoking in his hand She said, Father, please forgive me I can make it without my man And she knew the gun was empty And she knew she could not win But her final prayers were answered When those rifles fired again There were seven Spanish angels At the altar of the sun They were praying for the lovers In the valley of the guns And when the battle stopped and the smoke cleared There was thunder from the throne And seven Spanish angels Took another angel home Seven Spanish angels Took another angel home
Never tired in my dreams, I be fucked up this way I've been held back and spit on, tough shit and walked on Same shit in every other crybaby bitch song It just made my dick long, my balls dropped in this song I'm a man now, so you gonna get stepped on Better know your songs, better say your prayers Better say goodbye, cause I'm in my closet Sterker als de rots Zet jij ik het dan zo'n 
no other feeling than strapping up or grabbing those kettlebells, grappling on the mat, or doing some shadow boxing, getting knocked down, getting back up, throwing strikes, and then doing it all over again. So when you hear someone scream, gear up, you better get ready, because it's just you, your hunter athletic gear, and the voice telling you to train harder. No matter how much experience you have, hunter athletic gear stands with you all the way. Their products are engineered for utmost comfort, protection, and speed battle after battle hunter athletic gear is the brand celebrating your victory hunter athletic gear has a range of great training and fight gear for men and ladies including compression pants fight shorts hoodies vests caps and bikinis they can create custom branded ranges for your gym or business visit their website at huntermma.co.za gear up and let's train What news and information are your media dollars buying when the narrative is prescribed by the advertisers, scripted lies, media brainwashing, and thought control? Take back your voice. Take back our media. But most of all, take back our First Amendment. Subscribe to Caravan to Midnight today for hard-hitting commentary free from political correctness and media bias as I and some of the most intelligent and interesting people on Earth delve deep into what really lies beyond the headlines. Three to four hour uninterrupted and uncensored information. Join our CTM family today. Join the movement. Join the fight for freedom and independence. Caravan to Midnight is media for the people, by the people, independent of commercial obligations or influence. For less than a cup of coffee per month, you can make a difference. Let the people fund the next news network. Help us grow. Help us create a platform where we place freedom of speech and thought first. Join the family at caravantomidnight.com. If you love music that knows no boundaries, then check out The Drive Home with Derek Stark. 
He plays two hours of country, rock, and hip-hop. For more information, including a list of affiliate stations that air The Drive Home with Derek Stark, like and check the Facebook page by going to facebook.com forward slash ABS The Drive Home. You can also follow at Derek Stark on Twitter. The Drive Home with Derek Stark. It's music that knows no boundaries. That means anything goes. One interesting, unpredictable ride. The Drive Home with Derek Stark. Hop aboard via one of the fine affiliate stations part of the Drive Home Convoy. Some material may be unsuitable for children under 18. It's Heidi Summers, health and wellness expert with your local health update. I get so many emails and calls about CBD, the incredible oil from the hemp plant that's being used to provide relief to millions for joint discomfort, inflammation, and nagging injuries. It's the most talked about alternative health breakthrough in years. The CBD product I always recommend comes from CBD Labs, the gold standard of CBD. CBD Labs oil goes to work fast to relieve your discomfort and deliver the results one thought nearly impossible without a prescription. This powerful oil is not marijuana and contains no THC, the ingredient that gets you high. Oh yeah, CBD Labs oil has also been used to help thousands get a great night's sleep. Don't be fooled by all the imitators. Call now and find out how to get a free bottle while supplies last. To get your free bottle of CBD Labs CBD oil, call 800-605-2785. That's 800-605-2785. Get your free bottle for a limited time. Call 800-605-2785. 800-605-2785. Yo, baby, you've had your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? Fuck the shit. Fuck the fucking shit. Fuck shit. You're listening to Outlaw Radio. Now buy a sewing machine, take it home, and cram it up your ass. Fuck shit. The shit is fuck shit. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Coldcock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take your shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, gear up, let's train. And USAC, the United South Africa Coalition. Go to USAC.center for more information. The songs you just heard, you just heard. Boer Insider, translation, The Farmer and His Gun by Anton Maybach. Before that, Andrew W. Boss with Left Alone. Before that, Anton Maybach again with Seven Spanish Angels. Yes, the cover of a country classic right there. Before that, Eva Under Fire with I Will Fight. And starting off the whole set, Anton Maybach with Het Yai Sihirkrai. I hope I pronounced that right. I never looked up the translation for that one, but... Yes, indeed. I want to give a shout-out to Anton Myberk. Thank you very much for joining the show. And uh, we're going to get to the interview that I had uh, with uh, Pietriacito in just a moment. But first, before I do that, it's time to reveal... The Outlaw Radio Idiot of the Week. And ladies and gentlemen, the Outlaw Radio Idiot of the Week this week is a woman out of Georgia by the name of Kimberly George Ragsdale. Apparently, she posed as an FBI agent at a Chick-fil-A location to score some free food. Hmm. 
Not a very smart move. <laughs> Check out the mugshot on our Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at Outlaw Radio ABS. And now I'm going to go ahead and cue the interview I had with Pietriacito. This is Outlaw Radio Crime Stories. The man's got a right to protect his property and his life. Outlaw Radio Crime Stories. All right, ladies and gentlemen, for this edition of Outlaw Radio Crime Stories, I would like to welcome Petricito out of South Africa. He is an activist who is working hard to try to get the people of all races united in South Africa. Petris, thank you very much for joining the show. How are you today? Thank you very much, Um, um Yes, and, and thanks to God that I'm still alive uh, here at South Africa. And thank you to, to the, all the people here around the world who are listening and, and who are supporting uh, this thing that I'm doing to unite, unite the people here in South Africa. Thank you. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, so uh, Let me ask you uh, uh, for, to start off is uh, how, how long, uh, when did you decide uh, that it, to you become an activist for the people of South Africa and try to get everybody united. Uh, I start. I started this thing 2018. 2018, when God, God came to me, said that uh, I was. To, I ignored this calling. I ignored this calling that God said, Petrus, go and help our South African people." And I, I, I asked myself, I, I don't have nothing to, to to protect our people. How? 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 God? And uh, I was still ignoring. This uh, this calling, uh, um, uh, I was a past manager, whereby I was getting forty thousand per month. It's a lot of money here in South Africa, forty thousand per month, in 2018. And I and I and I resigned. I resigned, and I've got a family. I resigned, and I wrote my own memorandum to the president of South Africa, Mr. Ramaphosa. I will state one of two on my memorandum that uh, Mr. President, please don't expose appropriate land without composition don't change section 25 and yes and uh i went to union building alone it was on 9th uh, september 2018 to meet with the president it uh, on monday 10 september when uh when i was there in union building they don't believe that uh, uh i'm here to to see the, the president the people Working in the in those uh, offices in Union Building, they, they chase me away. They say I must go. I'm not going to see the president, and I'm telling that I'm not going anywhere. I'm here. I'm here to talk to the president. I'm here to to hand my memorandum to the president. Why? Why I I want to hand up my, the memorandum to the president? I want Mr. President. They must check uh, this thing because we are going to be like Zimbabwe. If you guys you know Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe. In early 2000, they chase all the white farmers. Some of them, they have been killed by the Zimbabweans. They take their land. And where is Zimbabwe now with agriculture? Those those people, um, uh, they are hungry. There's no food. There's no food in, in, in Zimbabwe. Now, my message to the president that I must warn him that don't change Section 25. And if you change Section 25 or you say that uh, the people, you government, are going to take the land without composition, 
there is going to be more killings. Look now what happened. Yes, yes, indeed. And it's very interesting, too, that you bring up uh, Zimbabwe. And, of course, uh, we know about the mess that uh, was started there by uh, Robert Mugabe. And um, I've also uh, looked into uh, what... uh, some of Zimbabwe's main sources of income are today. And one of the main things that uh, gets them going and, and it isn't, it isn't enough at all is uh, they is for people that uh, are profession, professional hunters that come in from all around the world that want to hunt lions or antelope or uh, wildebeest, whatever they may be, you know, that's, they they pay a fee to go uh, go hunt in Zimbabwe, and that's one of uh, Zimbabwe's main sources of income. And you know that's not enough. Yes, yes, that's not enough, really. Yes, exactly. That's not enough. And yes. I've I've seen pictures of uh, z- z- grocery stores and uh, other places in Zimbabwe. The shelves are empty. The people are starving. <laughs> And this is this is the path that South Africa is going if they do uh, expropriate the land without compensation. Yes, and you know what? Now, um, I think maybe God sent you to me because now, now I come from to Mozambique. You know Mozambique? I've heard. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yes. Yeah, Mozambique is another country here in Africa. They invited me on Monday. They came here to uh, in Johannesburg. Uh, I was in East London, uh, but they sent me in the, uh, an email two weeks back. Two weeks back, they said they, they want to meet with me, and uh, I, want, I said to them they must state what they want for, from me. They said no, they want my ideology. They want me, Peter Sito, maybe to, uh, to advise some of some of their ministers. Now I come from to Zimbabwe now. Now, now, now it's about maybe thirty minutes. I've landed here, here, here in in Islanda. Now uh, they they say, Pietras, yes, we, we we hear about you. You see you every uh, every day on the news or whatever on videos that you make that you want to protect South Africa. Why you want to protect protect South Africa? I say, you you know what, guys, now uh, South Africa, and when coming to, uh, to agriculture, is there. What, what can I say is the heart of is the heart of Africa, South Africa. Now, uh, the white people, I will say the white people, because they are they are the majority who uh, who they uh, they have most, uh, uh, more uh, they produce more. Yeah, yes, we, we've got some some of the farmers, black, white, and Indians, and colored, but the white people they are, they are the majority who supply the whole Africa. With food. Now I told them that uh, my aim. I want to to have the security, uh, uh, police of farmers, the security police of farmers to protect those people. Because here, here South Africa, our farmers are not being protected. White Indians, colored and and and, and blacks, they are not protected. And I want to implement this in South Africa before I went to the another maybe countries. They said, no, 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 Pedro, because South Africa doesn't care about your, your idea. We, we are going to use this here, in, here in, in Mozambique. And we are not going to change our sections here into here in Mozambique. That, uh, and also they've got most also um, the white peoples also uh, they're farming in Mozambique. They said they want uh, 
their people must be secure, the farmers. Now, the government of South Africa, they fail me. And I'm very disappointed. They fail me because no one wants to talk to me. Yes, even the Mr. President, I, I can tell you why. When you go back in 2018, when I was there in Union Building, they tried to kill me. They tried to kill Pietro Spakamilesito. But God, God saved me. They point me a gun on my head. It was it was on Tuesday, on the 11th, 2018, September, when they pointed the gun on me, on my head. They said that uh, I must stop this thing that I'm, uh, 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 I'm busy with. And they, those people, they asked me who send me there. I said, God send me here to save our country, to save our economy, to save South Africa. And there were three, they were beating me full, full of blood, full of blood. I was a victim. I know. I know everything. And you know what? After that, our government, they tried to silence me with 300,000. 300,000 here in South Africa is a lot of money. It's a lot, 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 lot of money. And I don't have nothing on my back. I've got zero. But God sent to me to protect our people. I'm not going to sell my people. And who's our people? I'll talk again. It's a black, Indian, white, colored. I'm not going to sell my people. And I refused. They tried me uh, to bribe me with the, with the job in parliament. I refused. I said, no. I'd rather have nothing, but I want South Africa to unite. I want this crime must be stopped. And that's why Mr. President Ramaphosa, he doesn't care about what I'm doing, doesn't care about uh, the, the farm killing, because uh, Mr. President, uh, I think he's working with Malema. If you know Malema is the president of EFF. Yes. Malema is pulling Malema is pulling uh, Ramaphosa's nose. Malema is pulling this government. Malema is doing everything that he wants. But Mr. President, he does he doesn't say anything about them. And I told him in Senegal when they um, when we went to, to Senegal on 16 October, uh, uh, I have a strong message. I handcuffed myself with chains. Why? Why in chains? I want to show the world that here in South Africa, we don't have a freedom. They say we've got a freedom to freedom in 26 years. No, there's no freedom here in South Africa. The freedom that we've got here in South Africa, I, I can tell you now, freedom of killing our people, the freedom of corruption, the freedom of rape, the freedom of abusing women and children here in South Africa, I'm telling you. And and you know what, that's why I'm saying that um, uh, uh, my heart is bleeding. And I'm crying, I'm praying that anyone in the world, if they can sponsor me, yes, I can tell you why. Sponsor me with um, with transport, because I, I want to go around here in South Africa. I want to go in international world. I want to spread this message. If they can come, if, if they can listen, some of the president, they can listen <clears throat> what I'm saying, what I'm crying, because I'm not alone with this thing. There's a many, many people, many, many people who follow me and they see that this thing works. Some of the black people, uh, they they call me threats, 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 that they are going to kill me. And after they hear that, um, after they hear my message and they come back to me, they're sorry because we, we have been poisoned by this government. We have been poisoned by Julius Malima. Yes, yes, indeed. Now I I have to ask you too because um you know I'm I'm quite familiar with uh, a lot of South African history and 
I mean, I'm I'm no fan of the apartheid regime. I I think there could have been another way, you know, because I I don't support that kind of uh, racial segregation at all, um, you know. But uh, I I gotta I do have to ask you um, the some of the threats you have received have any of them uh, threatened with necklacing? Yes. They oh. said they'll come and kill my family. They will trace me wherever I go. I remember I've got a Reba. I, I think it's Reba from, from America. He yes. interviewed me, I think, yeah, two weeks back, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and he said to me, uh, Petrus, there's someone is interrupting us. And uh, I didn't uh, uh, notice that, that. Here in South Africa, there's a, there's a people who are in... in were after me tracing my phone and everything that I'm talking. And another guy from around here, South Africa, he gave me two codes that Peter's every morning, you must use these two codes. You are going to block everything that people, that those people who, are, who want to, to maybe to hear you, where you are you going, where are you interviewed by who. Now every morning, I block everything. Every morning, I erase everything when I use that two codes. And uh, yes, uh, that's why I'm saying that. That's why I need transport. The people of South Africa and even the international, anyone, the business people or whatever, if they can transport me, they, they can uh, 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 maybe sponsor me with their transport. Because from now, from Monday, when I go to, to, to Jobek, I was using a hike, a taxi, a taxi. And you know what? It's dangerous. Because some of the people, they say, hey, we recognize you. And I'm scared they are there. Malema's uh, members or ANC members and also BLF. You know, there's another guy called Jim Kitana. He also hates the white people. I, I don't know. I don't know why. Why I don't know what's going on here in South Africa. I don't know. But you know what? Those people, they want uh, uh, to change our country. And they want uh, to change this thing that we got here in South Africa. And you know what? I went to, to Mozambique and those countries, ne, they're developing countries. Here in South Africa, without white people, let me tell you, without white people, if the white people are not here in South Africa, South Africa is going to be like uh, Mozambique of Zimbabwe. Because why I'm saying that? I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that the white people are, are, are only clever, clever here in South Africa. No. Unite. Black, white, in Indians, that's how South Africa now, we say, is a better country here in, in Africa. Look and, and look in some some of the countries here in Africa, whereby we, we get all black people. Those countries, sorry, sorry, sorry to say, to use this uh, to, uh, this way, it's a fact. No. Really, really. That's why, that's why I'm saying that, uh, thanks to God that here in South Africa, we are the uh, uh, we are a better country, really, really, with white people. Well, this uh, show is uncensored, so you you don't have to have to worry about saying that, and there's no consequence. I don't really care because I do my own share of uh, swearing on this show, so you're you're perfectly all right. Um, to, I've also I've just got to ask you if you, if you can clarify this or not too, but I've also heard some rumors that. I think last year that uh, the government of Zambia has been inviting uh, 
some of the wife farmers to come into their country since, uh, you know, they're suffering enough that, uh, They'd like they'd like to have some farmers help build an economy there. Have you heard anything about that? Yes, yes, I heard anything. Um, I, I heard those um, uh, those things that uh, the president of um, Zimbabwe, Mnangwangwa, want uh, the white people to go there. That's why I'm saying. That's why I'm saying. Without people here in Africa, Africa is fucked. That's why they want to to bring back the white people. And you know what? The problem of South Africa, they don't know of maybe they don't see what happened in, in Zimbabwe, our neighboring country. You see, they chase all the white people and they kill them, some of them. And now they want it back. And you know what? They, they, are, they are going to get this thing in, in, in Zimbabwe, maybe 10 years or 15 years, they are going to get it better. Oh, yeah. But not for now. Yes, yes, they will bring everything. Yeah, they'll bring everything. White people, I know, they will work hard. They will work out to bring Zimbabwe on, on that level, but they will take time. Now, look what happened into Ethiopia. People are dying with hunger. In the Nigeria, I think two weeks back, two weeks back, Nigeria, there's no food. There's no food, Baba. Food, I call, I call food that, that was next to the house of Nigeria. The government is so fucking stupid. The government of Nigeria, they're so stupid. Please, like that's what I'm saying, that use uh, the U United Races. Like here in South Africa, whites, Indian, and colored, and blacks. We, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it, to unite those peoples, and not alone, me, Pietras, with all the people of South Africa. That's why I'm saying that I'm crying. They must sponsorship me. Please, because I want to travel all over. God show me. The places that I must go, whereby, whereby there are some of the EFF members that, whereby members, they are not going to kill me because I know God is going to protect me. And you know what? I'm risking of my life, whereby some of the South Africans, uh, uh, I'm telling them, I'm about anything about me. Sometimes, yes, I've got, I've got some, 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 some of the uh, donations, but, uh, oh. It's hard, it's hard, really, really, it's hard when I see, oh, why I do this big job for South African and I've got nothing for them. But you know what, ne? I'm not going back, I'm going forward. And I know there's someone, say, Petrus, uh, here, let's do this. That's why I'm saying that there's a lot, lot of more black people who are supporting me. Lot, lot of them, lot of them. And yes. I can't imagine one of the day they say, Petrus, come here in another province, that's uh, we are we are waiting for you. Come, please, and address us. Please, because we see this thing that happened here in South Africa. All right. Hopefully, I didn't lose you. Hello. Yes, yes, I'm here. I, I think uh, Big Brother might be listening in on us like they were doing when you were on Reba's show, too. I want to go also to inter international whereby I want to, uh, to spread this message. Billions of He is so scared to come forward to talk to me. And even the, the media here in South Africa, I'll, I'll, I'll mention this, SABC and also uh, ETV and News Africa, they are scared to interview me because I'm going to expose their, their government because I, I know that 
they, they, they have been funding by this corrupt government. And even our registration, my language is Tosa. Tosa, Tosa those people, the registration, all of them, all of them, they don't want to, to interview me because I talk the truth and I'm going to expose this corrupt government. Yes. And I'm going to do so. I'm going to do it. Yes. Uh, one thing I definitely want Hello? to... Yes, can you hear me? Hello. <laughs> Here we are with the technical difficulties again. All right, so as, uh, we're experiencing a little bit of technical difficulties here, but uh, Petrus, I wanted to ask you, um, you, you know, I mean, one thing that's got uh, worldwide attention right now is uh, this big mess that we have here called the U.S. presidential election. Obviously, the mainstream media has uh, said that Joe Biden's the winner, but Donald Trump is uh, is working his cases, uh, you know, because uh, he's clearly the winner in, in some states. But, uh, you know, the Biden campaign has clearly been cheating. Um, but it does it uh, concern you at all, considering that uh, Joe Biden has had very negative things to say about South Africa in the past and how he does not care about uh the white South Africans and all that, uh, with him getting in office, does this concern you at all? I was praying two to three days, not sleeping, that Donald Trump must win this election. Because when I when I see some of the videos of Biden, Biden say, says about South, the South African and even the white people, it scares me because we need we need the help from from America. We need the help from international into countries now. Uh, I'm so scared when this guy got this office. We are fucked here in South Africa. We are fucked, really, because we are. Because um, uh, I see that that video was 1986. 1986, I was maybe four years old. I yes. was four years old, and uh, he said, and he said, and he said bad things about South Africa. And for me, uh, there is no corruption here in South Africa. The corruption is all over, and I was so scared. that America, they're also corrupt. I, I, I can't believe, I can't believe. And there is this thing that, uh, and uh, what new world order, new world order, what that is going to happen here. I don't know what, uh, this thing is a devil. This thing is evil, evil, evil. Oh, yes, most definitely, you know, and especially, you know, this uh, COVID-19 was, was just a cover-up for something that they really want. And then, of course, Bill Gates, who can't even fix the viruses in his own computers on his own systems, is coming up with a vaccine for um, for COVID-19, which is actually supposed to alter your DNA. And there he is uh, standing shoulder to shoulder with uh, Cyril Ramaphosa. We know because I mean, this is definitely just pure evil at work. And uh, we it, we got to keep Trump in office uh, because... Uh, just as you said, the world is fucked if we don't. Yeah, and uh, and and you know what? They use this uh, this stupid uh, president of South Africa. They use this black uh, uh, stupid president of South Africa. I mean, in Africa, those people. I think uh, uh, why I'm saying that. Okay, okay, I will talk with the president of South Africa, of South Africa, which is Ramaphosa. Ramaphosa. Uh, when when the people of South Africa voted for him, and they've got 
the sense that it's going to change South Africa. And some of them, I told them that, you know what, uh, you can't. Uh, Ramaphosa, he has been cooked in one pot with Zuma, Mbeki, and all of the leaders of, um, of ANC. Now, you're going to take Ramaphosa on that pot and and you got a good positive that my Ramaphosa will change the South Africa. No. Look what happened now. You understand? Look what happened now. And it's been getting money from George Soros and Bill Gates or whatever. Those, uh, those evil people. Because he, because he doesn't care. He doesn't care. Guys, we must pray. We must pray. That this evil is getting stronger and stronger. We must pray all, 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 all here in the world. We must pray to defeat this evil, to defeat this evil, because it's going to take us all down. That's yeah. why I'm saying that if if um, we pray that uh, 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 um, the president of America uh, keep his office, then this burden must go out. Then I will say, thanks God, because we are in trouble. Not the, the American... And also, we are we, we are in trouble. Yes, yes. I mean, uh, basically, you know, people talk about uh, how they co- how they come to America to to get to get away from communism, to get away from whatever corrupt government they're they're uh, being oppressed by. But uh, then again, America's got its own um, corruption that uh, we have to deal with as well and uh america falls i mean that's it what what's left what are we supposed to do go to the moon go to mars go to antarctica what are we supposed to do after that yeah uh that's why i say that one of the day we are going we are going to to live the, like uh the monkeys you know the monkeys they're living in the in the bushes whatever because they, they don't care one of the days we are going to live like uh, the monkeys here in South Africa or even the whole world because there's no one is going to care what's going on here on the world because those people, they want to bring this new world order for them. And you know what, this thing is not going to happen when we are united, all of us, when we are united, all of us. That's why I'm saying, please, man, guys, um, your listeners, Around America, even international, what they must uh, please uh, sponsor me. I want to go to the international. I want to expose this thing. I know I'm I'm a target. I'm a target. I'm a target that uh, hey, when we see that guy, we're going to kill him, and they will never succeed. They will never succeed. Let me tell you something. I don't want to be a president. I don't want to be a president president of South Africa. I want to help our people to unite. And that's why I was praying that Trump must win again the election. And evil uh, 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 Biden used his own tricks, some of his members, to win this uh, election. And I was so shocked, I was crying, that, yeah, some people called me. I've got thousand, thousand calls, even America. Petras, you see what happened? Biden is, is, is leading every day, every day. The people around uh, around the world, they're calling me that, yeah, we are going to be in trouble when this guy win the vote and really. You're but real... if, I pray that if... Uh... Go go on, I'm sorry. Hello? Yeah, yeah, go on. 
No, 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 you can carry on. No, I, I was just going to say too, you know, I mean, this is, I mean, this, uh, people can laugh all they want, but uh, you realize also that uh, some of the ballots that uh, were counted for Biden were came from either dead people or cats and dogs. <laughs> cats and dogs you voted for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, uh, yeah, uh, it's bad. Uh, no, it's bad and evil. Uh, Satan, Satan is using his power. The evil spirit is using uh, uh, these people, and they don't see that. They don't see that. They don't see that. They don't see that. And uh, that's why I'm saying that if guys, we pray, we pray for God. If we pray, if we pray, really, really, if you pray, this thing is going to end. I'm not going to take the weapon and say this. This thing's going to to end. With war, no, 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 no. I don't want this because I see here in South Africa, this thing, met Africans on say that had oorlog years, which is means there's going to be a fight, a, a big fight here in South Africa, the oorlog. No, I don't want this thing must happen here in South Africa. Now, I can, I'm going to talk with Ramaphosa's language now, and I'm going to translate with English. Ramaphosa, kina pagamile kerohuena. I'm saying that, Ramaphosa, please come forward to speak to Peter Spagamilisito and to stop this thing that happened here in South Africa, that people have been killed, our farmers have been killed, and you don't do nothing. You are sitting on your couch at home, drinking coffee, drinking a cool drink, we don't care. But come out, come out, President. You say that you are president. You are you are you are not my president because I didn't vote for you. Yes, I'm here in South Africa. You are you are my president. You are not my president, and you are not acting like 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 a president. The president is someone that we must um, respect. But let me tell you, I don't have a respect for Ramaphosa. Icon. Ramaphosa for me is like a boy, like a boy, like a like a ten years boy, nine years to five years boy, boy, uh, little boy, because he doesn't think. Ramaphosa, it thinks like a buffalo because he's looked like a buffalo. He's looking like a buffalo. And uh, I think if after this show you are going to, to send me a link, I'm going to send them the whole the world. They must uh, click to that link. Really, really. I'm not scared for Ramaphosa because he doesn't respect our people. And mm-hmm. you know what? Now, let me tell you, Ramaphosa doesn't like the farmers which is white, Indian, black, and colored. He doesn't like those peoples. And I hear that Ramaphosa is a farmer. Well, I hear r- that Ramaphosa is a farmer, but, but for me, it's not a farmer because he doesn't care about our people. I, Petrus, I want to open a security police of farmers because well, some of them, they, they're living far, maybe 100 kilos, and the town is far. When the intruders came to them, the gangsters, to kill them, uh, the police that take time to go there, and those people, police, they are working with this, uh, this corrupt government. The, this police, they are the, they are some of the people who, who killed our farmers. I can tell you now why. In Senegal, in Free State, some of the policemen, uh, they've got uh, some of the people that they must go uh, and steal some of the uh, 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 kettles. You see, now we, we can't trust. Anyone here 
anyone here in South Africa. We can't trust him. Even the, the, the president, we can't trust him because you know what, what happened? He go to the IMF to loan a five, $500 billion for COVID-19. What happened with that money? Some of the officials of ANC, the government, they stole that money, which means they enriched themselves. And we, the people, we are poor. We are, going to, we are getting poorer and poorer and poorer and poorer. And those Chinese, let me tell you, Chinese, they, go, they are going to colonize some of the uh, countries here in Africa. I'm telling you now. Those Chinese are so clever. They loan you a lot of money. They know that you are going to pay, you are not going to pay back that money in time. And they are going to colonize that, uh, your country. That's why they say we are we led by the stupid president. We led by a stupid president who, whose name is Cyril Ramaphosa, the president of South Africa. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and uh, the Chinese also, they have no problem taking slaves, which has been proven time and time and time again in, in some countries, which they're doing right now. And uh, if um, you're not able to pay the debt to them, then uh, that's exactly what they're going to do. And I mean, it, it just kind of gets me, too, is that uh, some of the South Africans there have uh, labeled the Chinese as honorary blacks when um, some of the Chinese that I've seen, especially uh, they, they're they kicking whatever black people that live in China out of there. I know this because a friend of mine who was living there just got kicked out. And then they, they have a museum that in uh, Beijing that uh, has depicts uh, black people as animals, uh, but yet you know, I'm, I'm, but you have people like uh, like you mentioned from Black First Land First that say only white people can be racist. Come on, you can't tell me that's not blatant racism right there. Yeah, uh, it's bad, and you know what? Uh, uh, this guy, uh, the president of Land First, Black First, uh, is stupid. That one is stupid, and he want he, the fame. He, he want also the fame. He doesn't think properly. I think that man, that guy is mentally disturbed, really, because he was kicked out by NC, by EFF. Now he opens his own political party. I think he's got uh, uh, something wrong on his uh, on, on his mind. Yes, uh, the Chinese now. Uh, <coughs> Those people are, are the racist people. That's why that's why you say that uh, in some of the museum, uh, uh, they label the black people as pigs or whatever, of the, or, or, or the monkeys. And that's why I'm saying that our president is stupid. And he doesn't, the, the president is not white, of pink, of colored, of India. The president of South Africa is black. And he see those, those Chinese things that they are doing, they're doing racist, and they think that maybe they're going to change. They say, Ramaphosa, you're going to be white, you're going to be Chinese. No, Ramaphosa, you are still black people. You are still black like, like me, Pietras. Nothing's going to change. But I'm saying that, that's why I'm saying that to you. We are led by the, by the idiot. Ramaphosa mm -hmm. is an idiot. Some of, All of the cabinets here in South Africa, they are idiots. People who sit on top of their brains. People who doesn't think properly. Yes. You know what? Uh, on Monday, uh, I'm going to the Anara rally. The farmers, they, uh, they organized the, the rally on the 21th. 
I'm going to protest rally. Why do why do those people, the farmers or the people of South Africa, they don't invite Ramaphosa? Because they, they know that he's a coward, he's a stupid. They invite me because I'm clever than Ramaphosa. Yes, I will say that. I'm clever than Ramaphosa because I want to unite the South Africa. Yes. You understand? And uh, they don't uh, in, uh, want to interview some of the officials because all of them, they've been cooked in one pot. Yes. Now, now that's why I'm saying that uh, my heart is bleeding when I see every every day within within six weeks, including the the black uh, farmer, they've been killed here in South Africa. Including how many? I think eight of them. Within six weeks. And you know what? Ne? What happened? Let me tell you. Hey, this thing I think is interesting. I'm going to talk the truth, as always. They kill the farmer, and the farmer he got how many workers? From example, maybe ten to twenty. After they kill that farmer, ne? those what going to happen with that black brothers? Black brothers. They're going back to location whereby they don't have uh, even a. Uh, certificate of metric they don't have nothing to go to to, to look for their jobs those people that are going to to do crime because there's no work because they kill the farmer that provide with them food and money and work those stupid people they don't think about that and our government also i blame our government because i think our government have got those people that say go and kill those people that's, I think our government, they know everything that happened here. Of course they do. Of course they do. They're definitely corrupt. Uh, Petrus, I hate to say this, but uh, we are out of time here, but I want to thank you very much for joining the show. And uh, just real quick before we conclude this, uh, is there uh, any way uh, uh, anyone can uh, reach out to you or any way, uh, email or I any way they can... Uh, Yes. Yes. What? How can the How can the people who who okay. can reach out to you? My My email address is pietrascito at gmail dot com. I will spell it for you. It's P E T R U S S I T H O at gmail dot com. Pietrasito at gmail.com and my number from from South Africa number is 073-0084105. I'll repeat again. 073-0084105. All right. You know, I I really admire the work that you're putting in, and I do pray for your safety too, because I know that uh, what you're doing yes, is yes, difficult yes. and dangerous, but uh, you yes. know, but uh, you're showing that uh, God is with you, and uh, your heart is leading leading the way. And God bless you for what you're doing. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as I adjust the mic here. All right, that was the interview with. Uh, Petrisito, and uh, it kind of faded out a little sooner than I would have liked it to. I don't know why I did that, but that's okay. We got the majority of it. 
Anyway, it's time to hit our next music set. Coming up, we have Break My Fall, going to be followed by Jason Springs. Then we have Anjo Jackson, Lola Black, and Kimberly Dunn. We'll be right back after this. How dare you and who in the hell fuck do you think you are? You're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we're proper gentlemen, because we always ask... Do you mind if I fart? You really know how to waste a Cialis, don't you? You're abusing my fan. Light it up, light it up 
from McBurger. It's the 99-cent fat and juicy. Hearty toppings, rich flavor, and piles of our secret sauce. We aren't even going to tell you what's in it, but hey, it's 99 cents, so we're sure you'll buy it. Or double-size your meal and get an extra bag of grease. Because if it only costs 99 cents at McBurger, it must taste good. For a limited time, 99-cent menu becomes $4 menu after next Friday. Morning, food might be hot. Burger and juicy on the 99 cents. Don't know if you're ready Well that's showing them weakness Now you're second guessing Maybe you're half as strong as you need to be There's a line in the sand, boy Are you willing and able? And where is your ink? Son, show me your scars Shut up, show me the whites of your eyes Order your soul for ten cents on the dollar We'll sell you back death in disguise Don't you want to stand for something? Well, here's you a gun Ain't they told you that's what it means to be a man Pass you right over If you can't hold your liquor And if that hits a nerve, well We'll walk over you quicker Cause if you ain't yelling You ain't using your voice Well, are you handing out freedom? Are you just making noise? Put up or shut up Show me the whites of your eyes Order your soul for ten cents on the dollar We'll sell you back death in disguise Don't you want to stand for something? Well, here's your gun Ain't they told you That's what it means to be a man Pushing them weights, boy It's getting you far Well, I guess it's the same As he strings and guitar Tell me, are you ready to put up or shut up? Show me the whites of your eyes Barter your soul for ten cents on the dollar We'll sell you back death in disguise Shut up, show me the whites of your eyes Order your soul for ten cents on the dollar We'll sell you back death in disguise Don't you want to stand for something? Well, here's you a gun Go make us proud Ain't they told you that's what it means? Yeah, they told you that's what it means Won't somebody tell me Just what it means to be a man To be a man I'ma put it down 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 So crazy
feel the same as they did yesterday. You say you're feeling so ashamed, but your heart still beats the same as it did just yesterday. USAC Incorporated, the United South Africa Coalition, comprises groups and individuals around the world working together to create public global awareness of the genocide in South Africa and to develop community restoration programs that will make South Africa a safe place for all races to thrive. USAC works to inform world leaders of the present-day conditions in South Africa through documents, news reports, images, videos, publications, petitions, and witness statements. To unite with South African leaders to bring meaningful assistance to people in South Africa. To educate and develop trade schools to improve the quality of life in South Africa. 
to enact employment laws that are fair and equal for all in South Africa and to work on trade development projects to improve South Africa's economy. To join USAC and for more information about USAC and what you can do, visit usac.center. This is The Renegade Show. You have three different scenarios here, and I'll give them to you. No, I said scenarios, not Cheerios. Coming to you coast to coast and around the world on your favorite radio station. How did you get Cheerios from scenarios? All right, it's time for the Renegade Pick of the Week countdown. Here we go, counting it down all the way to number one. Who farted? Yeah, we'd like to welcome you to the Renegade family. Does anybody even remember Doogie Hauser? I think it's fair to warn you that by listening to this show, you're committing a misdemeanor in four states. Three children are asking their parents where babies come from, two children run away, and one mother ends up crying by the end of the show. This is the Renegade Show. Go to Facebook.com slash Radio Chris Master to find out days, times, and stations of where you could catch the Renegade Show. Hey, everybody, it's your boy Westdog from the GF6 Show reminding you to check us out on the baddest station on the planet. For station and broadcast times, go to www.gf6.com. That's G-F-S-I-X.com. You know what we do. Blow it up. Support Outlaw Radio and friends and buy some cool stuff in the store section of OutlawRadioABS.com. Show the world how much you love Outlaw Radio with Outlaw Radio t-shirts and hats. In the CTM store, a service of Caravan to Midnight, find items to help make your life easier and better, including water purification by Berkey, delicious long-term storable food by My Patriot Supply, the New Eden Nutritional Support System, the Ionic Toothbrush System, a better way to clean your teeth, the Invisible Mask, a negative ion generator, that hangs from your neck like a pendant that mitigates incoming pollution, the high-ion bio-key quantum scalar energy pendant, and some really cool infrared night vision binoculars. In the Cranked Up Coffee Shop, a service of Cranked Up Live, entertain your taste buds with coffee that even the aficionados love. Some of the best blends from around the world, including Burundi, Serato, Wet 1400, and Grindhouse Brew. Visit outlawradioabs.com and click on the store link. A service of Outlaw Radio and AOW Productions. From the bowels of a nondescript building in a little hick town, this is Outlaw Radio. I'm not in the mood to deal with you today, you stupid asshole! 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 And Chip, we're never in the mood to deal with you. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. Yeah, welcome back to Outlaw Radio. Brought to you by Coldcock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take a shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, gear up, let's train. And USAC, the United South Africa Coalition. Go to USAC.center for more information. The songs you just heard, you just heard Kimberly Dunn with Bones. Before that, Lola Black with All In. Before that, Anjo Jackson with I'ma Put It Down. For that, Jason Springs with What It Means to Be a Man. And starting off the whole set, Break My Fall with Light It Up. And uh, yeah, uh, by the way, uh, just a couple of things I got to mention too. 
I guess uh, Billy Bolt over in the Thrash Zone, he too has been using chip clips on his show. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, just I, I was, you know, because I hear his show on the AOW Radio Network on Wednesdays and I'm listening. All of a sudden, I hear Chip screaming, asshole, asshole. (laughs) (laughs) That is just awesome. (laughs) Also, if you caught that last commercial, too, um, it's already been mentioned that we're in partnership with Caravan to Midnight. Uh, You know, go go to the Outlaw Radio store at outlawradioabs.com. Click on the store. Go to our store and buy all of our shit. Even if you don't need it, buy it. Yeah, and then there's, you know, there's uh, stuff from Caravan to Midnight, and also available soon through the Outlaw Radio store, we will have Cranked Up Coffee, because we have entered a partnership with uh, Brad and Curtis of Cranked Up Live, so. Nice. Maybe, hey. Maybe one day we'll have our own outlaw radio coffee. <laughs> I don't drink coffee, to be honest with you. I, 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 I either. I, I, I'm more of a hot chocolate guy. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just people love coffee, but I, it kills your breath. I mean, God. Well, it, it really depends on the on what kind of coffee you get, but yeah. I mean, especially those people that smoke cigarettes and drink coffee. Oh my God. Uh-oh. I mean, the their breath just oh. Why don't you just why don't you just eat a durian fruit? You get the same effect. I know. <laughs> or or like a or like a garbage can. I mean, same thing. Yes, yes. And uh, we'll get to the news in just a moment. But uh, there was just something that uh, caught my attention. Um, somebody had mentioned to me during while the uh, interview with uh, Petrius was playing, and that was um, there's another group. It's bad enough we've already got Black Lives Matter and BLM. Now there's this group called the Proud Boys. I mean, and basically, yeah, we Black Lives Matter and Antifa that are far left. Now we got a far right group. Come on, I mean. It's no secret of how much I support Trump, and I'm on your side there, but we don't need extreme groups. We don't need a fucking war. Yeah, I mean, we're all, I mean, the country is already pretty close to war already, so it's, I mean, do we really need to add to people's pissed offness? Is that even a word? Yeah, I mean, uh, go... (laughs) I mean, God, it, this this is just nothing but uh, but pure destruction and hate. You know what happened today in uh, Washington D.C. That was a protest. You know, and and uh, the black people who were protesting in in the '60s during the uh, civil rights movement that was a real protest. Of course, uh, the law enforcement and the and the extreme right wingers and the KKK and all them kind of had to turn it into into a war by attacking, of course. But uh, you want to see a peaceful protest? Look what happened today in in Washington. I mean that that was awesome to see. And I mean, but and also, you know, last week, you know, there it was a peaceful protest gathering when um, Biden won. I saw the scene in. Uh, New York and DC, and it was a uh, it was 
and it was pretty peaceful. There was no destruction that I saw. There was, I mean, so it it can show that, you know, people of both sides can come together and, and protest peacefully. It's when the fuckwits that are just wanting to cause trouble and start shit that things go wrong. Yep, and we we really don't need American Civil War point to part two. We don't need it, that. You, you want to know who, it, and you want to know the group that is responsible for turning it into uh, into uh, looting and riots and stuff. You want to know the age group responsible? I'm going to have to say millennials and on down. Yep. You damn right. Millennials. Take some advice. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. I don't Take know. It from me that apparently is now being grouped with the millennial, which I refuse to because millennials are dumb fucks. Shut the fuck up. You know, there's actually m- millennials are kind of 50 50 there, Chris. I mean, I've, 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 I know a lot of, uh, Really smart, level-headed millennials. Like uh, I'm not saying I'm not saying that all millennials are bad. Just the dumb fuck part. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, like like Jericho Green. Obviously, he's born in 1980. I think that does make him a millennial. Um, let me let me double check on this because I I don't want us to you know go. <laughs> I I don't want us to you know misreport stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, let's see here. Um, as we, as I check our outlaw radio uh, source reporting thingamajig, which uh, turns out to be Wikipedia, um, it is. Let's see. They they use the early '80s as starting birth years in the mid '90s, early 2000s, with 1981 and 1996 being a widely accepted defining range. For millennials, which I think is pure horseshit. Okay, so that makes Jericho Generation X like me. Yeah. All right. <laughs> By the way, uh, um, I had to do a little further research because I couldn't bring the article in front of me when I was uh, reporting on the Idiot of the Week. But the Idiot of the Week actually uh, was from Georgia. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Um, of course. Well, your neighbors with Florida, so, so I don't know. It's if the uh, if they're well, we we don't claim them. We don't claim them. Well, that, that woman was posing as an FBI agent to get free food at Chick Fil A. <laughs> if you could see my face right now, I'd be like, "Are you serious?" Uh, posing as an FBI agent to try and get free food at Chick Fil A. How fucking desperate and how fucking lazy are you? Uh, how fucking retarded are you? I mean, if you're going to pose as an FBI agent, do it at Outback Steakhouse. Do it at a place that's expensive. Don't do it at a fast food restaurant. I mean, come on. If you're going to be a crook, at least be a smart one. Yes. Or that's probably why a lot of people are crooks. They're not smart. So... Uh, speaking of which, too, I'll I'll never get a steak at Outback Steakhouse again. Or okay, Longhorn then. 
Longhorn. <laughs> well, the thing is, you get, what you get, you can say medium rare at Outback, and and uh, you, you can say 10-ounce medium rare, and you get something that's uh, just uh, smaller than a uh, Nabisco chocolate chip cookie that's well done. Well, that's at some Outbacks. Uh, my, my Outback is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I my idea of a steak, like I said, uh, maybe it doesn't necessarily have to be ten, 10 ounces, but um, yeah, that that thing better be juicy and medium rare. Yeah, I, I I'm a medium guy. Um, I I mean, I like steak also, and as long as I mean, and I've had my shares of steaks in my life, and the. The worst, but the worst steak I ever had was at Golden Corral. Mm. Now, it was the cut that I got. It was I asked for medium. They gave me a, the steak, and I started eating it. And I noticed I cut into it, and I heard a faint. <laughs> the thing was so rare it was still booing now that my that's how my grandfather loved his sticks i got my my grandfather this god leads from one s segment s subject to another well uh, you know you say your grandfather i mean my grandmother she liked it so rare like um she you could put her steak on the grill like when you go when we went to go put her steak on the grill, we would also tell her to start making her way to the table because, you know, she's old, she's slow. So we would, we told her to head to the table and we would put it on the grill and we would start counting on our fingers, you know, two, three, four, five, six, seven, you know, minute on one side, a minute on another, boom, it's done. <laughs> that was my grandfather, except he could, he could go, go a little bit worse, especially when he was hunting. Yeah, he he'd get a deer or elk or uh, when he was in Alaska, he'd hunt caribou. I couldn't eat a deer. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I'm no. I'm marrying someone that um, that's known to friends as the deer queen, and I I I cannot eat deer. I cannot eat venison. Well, he he'd take he'd cut a piece off of after he's done skinning the deer. He'd cut mm -hmm. a he could cut a piece off of it and eat it. Dang. And, and then, of course, you know, like uh, you, if you watch Dances with Wolves, when they cut out the they no. cut out the liver and took a bite, and I'm like, oh, my God. And he, he would do uh, crap like should that. I, should I make it known that I've never seen Dances with Wolves? Yeah, okay, so there there's a scene where there's a, they find a great big herd of buffalo, Kevin Costner's with all the, uh, the, the Sioux tribe. And they find a great big herd of buffalo and so it's time to go hunting and there's one great big buffalo that uh, kevin costner's trying to kill and he's it takes him like five shots to kill it when he finally kills it one of the one of the their fiercest warriors goes up cuts out the liver takes a bite and hands it to kevin costner and tells him it's his turn fuck <laughs> uh, no thanks no thanks i'm uh, oh God! <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, 
I respect my indigenous ancestors, but I'm not going to uh, do everything that they did. There is there is some extremes that I will not go to, and that is one of them. I mean, I I just can't. I mean, no, no, thanks, no thanks. <laughs> just, I mean, I'm no, just no, no, thank you. <laughs> can we go to shower thoughts now? Yes, we can. Here we go. <laughs> This is Outlaw Radio. News of the Weird. Okay, Outlaw Radio Newsroom. I am. Watch out for that deer! Uh, th- those people can suck my dick. Uh, well, <laughs> are you saying you want a deer to suck your dick? Come uh, on. <laughs> that just doesn't sound right. <laughs> No, it doesn't at all. <laughs> I'll probably get you turned into a soundbite. And here we go with shower thoughts. The sound of a fart is a rapid series of your ass cheeks clapping. Okay, so it might be something like... Uh-oh, I farted too hard and shit my pants. <laughs> something like that. Uh, some people say... One person uh, commented saying... Harry Bud allows it to seep out without gaining resonance. Basically, yeah. <laughs> uh, so classically, witches have extra nipples, and men don't need nipples, yet they have two. Therefore, extra nipples, therefore, men are witches. Okay. No, we're not. And we do need nipples because, yeah. I mean, they can provide some pleasure spots for women. <laughs> okay okay other than that that's one thing i have always questioned of those like what are a man's nipples for what you know then i it's like uh you know uh, women obviously need them for for breastfeeding mm-hmm. but uh what's the purpose of of a man's nipple i don't uh, i don't understand that, other than what you just said you know <laughs> it's just well i mean well you know for you know Something that women can grab onto. <laughs> you know, I mean, hey. And then you watch Game of Thrones and that man who who hold, has all those soldiers, he walks up to one of them, takes his daggers and cuts his nipple off and says men don't need nipples. <laughs> well, porn stars probably get approached less in public than regular celebrities because people are afraid to admit that they know who they are. <laughs> Oh, I, I recognize Ron Jeremy and had no problem shaking his hand. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I mean, if I saw Ron Jeremy, I would. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I'd get an autograph, but, uh, you know, <laughs> I was I was around a lot of celebrities in Vegas. I saw Ron Jeremy and I shook his hand. You, you probably wouldn't see him uh, right nowadays because I believe he is actually getting prosecuted. I don't know. For uh, for some kind of assault thing. I bet you would have recognized Claudia Marie. <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, one other that I did meet was indeed Jenna Jameson. Oh, really? Yeah, because uh, I was, well, same place I met, uh, I met Ron Jeremy was at the, the World MMA Awards when uh, I was, I was escorting uh, these celebrities to the stage dur- between commercial breaks. 
And uh, one of them, Jenna? Huh? no, uh, T, T, he, she was uh, with Tito at the time. To, uh, that but, but uh, hey, the nicest one I met, coolest one, uh, but I wasn't allowed any pictures or autographs. Was Jerry Rice? Hmm. Oh, uh, he was awesome. Uh, see, another person wrote the state of Boris Johnson's hair. That's it. Okay. Um, let's see. Despite what Hollywood makes us believe, we're all actors and actresses. The enjoyment, the enjoyment of a sausage and bap is determined by the quality of the bap, not the sausage. What's a bap? Never heard of it. I'm sorry, but that that makes no sense. I gotta find somewhere. I think it was Will Will Ferrell. Oh, okay. It's a soft bread roll in the UK. Okay. I had to read the comments. Uh, someone said, "What is a bat?" My autocorrect suggests Baptist or nap, and the author said, "Soft bread roll in the UK." Okay. All right. Um. Dr. Doofenshmirtz's Innator Innator could have ju could just have been a 3D printer. Mm. Um, let's see. You blow you can blow your birthday candles out with your nose, but you might get some weird looks. <laughs> Porn actually has healthier body standards than Hollywood. I don't know about that. You will never be able to beat yourself in hand-to-hand -hand combat. Okay. Um, let's see. Tom and Jerry is child-friendly, but it is one of the most violent cartoons ever. Apparently, they never saw the Itchy and Scratchy show on the uh, on Simpsons. Or <laughs> Ren and Stimpy. Mm, yeah. If men were turned into women for 24 hours, they would feel up their boobs and finger themselves. <laughs> they, you know what? You're probably right. <laughs> yeah. I, I know that's what I would be doing. I'd be feeling my boobs. I'd be like, damn, yes. Yeah. And, and it also says, and if women were turned into men for 24 hours, they would understand why men were so obsessed with jacking off. <laughs> you know, yep. real quick, there's one, I don't know what the name of this movie was. It was about this uh, man who got killed and he was somehow resurrected and uh, the powers to be uh, decided to turn him into a woman. So he goes, he goes into the bathroom, he's getting ready to piss and realizes he doesn't have a dick anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um yeah, someone's comment is saying, if I had a vagina for 24 hours, I'd destroy it. Everything that vibrates, rattles, shakes, and shimmies is going down there. <laughs> I'm going to have to give that a, a vote up. That's just awesome. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Lego sets are just, are still just dead animals. All right. 
Uh, let's see here. You can make people laugh or cry by shaking the air the right way. All right. Huh? Uh, anyway. In the DC universe, there probably exists a vibrator that has a speed of the flash. <laughs> I like Mr. Holland said, I wonder if the man who who invented the bright vibrators heard voices in his, in his head that said, if you build it, she will come. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, by the year 6969, the joke behind the number will have probably been already lost to history. I doubt it. Man shits in a plastic bag explosively, then places the plastic bag on their head and then tightens it. Ew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking. Shit for brains. Yeah. Um, but yeah, by the year 6969, I, I, do you think there'll be another pandemic? Oh, God. Who knows? Yeah. Just, just like 2020, you know, hey. Uh, when the Titanic sank, the love lobsters would have been set free. Love lobster. Xbox's red light will never be used until its very last moment. Hmm. Uh, Fuck is the only substance in the universe which is simultaneously very hot, very cold, very bright, very dark, very heavy, and very light. Yeah, you got a hot fuck, a cold fuck, a bright fuck, a dark fuck. A heavy fuck and a light fuck. Fuck. However, a light fuck is not a good fuck. And what if somebody just doesn't give a fuck? Well, then it's no fuck. Yeah. Um. It. The person you see who turn in their exam early is either a genius or an idiot. The average penis size is probably a lie. Damn right. A proctologist's parents must be both proud and embarrassed. <laughs> Dr. Assman. Yeah. If you use a butcher knife handle as a butt plug, you can stab people with your ass like a human hornet. Yeah, I just, who was it that uh, had that? Who, what was that wrestler that had that song? I'm an ass man. Mr. Ass, I think. <laughs> uh, French kissing is hermaphroditic mouth sex. No, it's just mouth sex. <laughs> That's all it is. That doesn't hermaphroditic. That, fuck that shit. <laughs> I mean, it. hey, you know. It is nearly impossible to post to Reddit without breaking a rule. Um, countries were self countries were separated by calling dibs at the early times. All right. Um, you could drink. You could have drank gallons of what was once holy water. Um, a first hug feels better than a first kiss. It depends. 
It really depends. Um, let's see. There is a moment in your life when you are at your happiest, and every point from then onward will be sadder to some extent. Hmm. And now to, to and now to uh, type in and now to type in a word into Reddit to see what is said. All right. Um, let's see here. It's not socially acceptable to not wear bras, but it is, isn't socially accepted either if people can see you're wearing one. Never bothered. Um, never bothered me. A boob in the hand is worth two in the bra. <laughs> Putting on a bra or t-shirt before underpants feels against the natural order of things. Oh no, I'm not a woman. Um, if breast size is referred to as cups, then bras must be cup holders. I call them boulder holders. Condom sizes like bra sizes, but instead of cup sizes, it's P sizes, and the sizes are from A to G. Are you getting what I um, typed in? Uh, something about boobs. Yeah, I typed in bra. Okay. If, um, if nudity were more socially acceptable, at the very least during exercises, men... At the very least during exercise, men would still wear underwear and women would still wear bras. No, we wouldn't. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, does it for... Well, before we do, men have read it. What is the male equivalent of to taking off your bra when you get home? Taking off your hat? I don't know. Taking off your belt? Uh, taking off your shoes? I don't know. Yep. And that, ladies and gentlemen, does it for Shower Thoughts. All right. So the agenda for next week is yet to be determined, but uh, definitely the South Africans are going to love this episode with uh, Anton Mayberg and uh, Pete Riacito. Uh Thank you guys very much for joining the show. And uh, once again, a big shout-out to... Uh, John B. Wells' Caravan to Midnight. Um, so c come January, um, if everything falls through, I, I look forward to quitting my day job with Cox Communications and moving on to the Caravan crew. Of course, if that happens, the uh, live times for Outlaw Radio are likely to be changed. Uh, but I'll keep you posted. And also, shout out to Curtis and Brad of Cranked Up Live. It's going to be awesome uh, selling your coffee in this neck of the woods here. So, to wrap up the show, we have Mike LaPon's Silent Assassins with Whore of Babylon. Kind of feels like the Whore of Babylon is walking this earth right now. Wouldn't you say so, Chris? <laughs> I think he already left, damn it. <laughs> All right, well, thank you very much for tuning in to Outlaw Radio, and I will be back next week. 
Are you tired of modern pop music that sounds like a dog fucking a squeaky toy? Well, that's why you're listening to Outlaw Radio. We tell bad bed music to piss up a rope. We give you our opinions, and if a fight breaks out, so fucking what? This is Outlaw Radio.
Hey everyone, Bad Billy here. Do you own a business? Or perhaps you're in a band. Or maybe you run a radio show or podcast. Whatever you do, you want to market your brand with custom-made apparel. Look no further than fresh-baked tees. T-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, caps, beanies, koozies, banners, and even masks. You can get them all custom-made from fresh-baked tees. Prices are reasonable and negotiable. Simply go to freshbakedtees.com, submit your logo, and place your order today. If you've been searching for a show that talks about what's trending in the world, entertainment gossip, stupid news, and more, sizzling talk radio that is not dumbed or watered down, a show that is not for pussies, then you need to stop searching and check out The Charles Richardson Show. It's uncensored talk radio. No crybabies. No losers. No fucktards. Charles Richardson and crew bring it 100% with real opinions. If you can't take it, Get the fuck out. You can even call the show and flap your gums, provided you have a brain. For the 411 stations and showtimes, like The Charles Richardson Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Charles Richardson Show. Some material may not be suitable for children under 18. The Charles Richardson Show. You want some? Come get some. I'm a good person. I never bothered anybody. But I can't afford a nice house in a safe neighborhood. I live in a government high-rise. Gangbangers and drug dealers walk down our halls every day. My neighbors and I were scared. We called the police. But they can't keep us safe. Some of us are too afraid to even leave our apartments. But the housing authority told me if I bought a gun to protect myself, they'd throw me to the streets. If I'm not free because of my address today, what makes you think you'll be free tomorrow? I marched behind Martin Luther King at Selma. I know my rights. Now I have my gun. I am the National Rifle Association of America and I'm freedom's safest place. Hi, it's the big voice guy. The one who intros and promos the show you're listening to right now. Hi, my name is Jim Hunt. I voice for a growing list of internet and terrestrial radio stations, podcasts, and businesses. I'd love to spread the word about yours, too. No matter if the message is serious or silly. Whether you want the delivery to be hard-hitting, voice of authority, or conversational, warm, and fuzzy. From fully produced station imaging and commercials to custom phone system messages on hold and IVR prompts, voiceovers for computer games to narrations for presentations, even post-production audio editing and audio cleanup services. Yeah, I do them too. I'm your guy. I do business as Jim Hunt voiceovers and audio services. My rates are reasonable and negotiable because I love internet radio too. Visit my website, jimhuntvo.com. I'm Jim Hunt, at your service. Put my voice and audio production skills to work for you. Let's do this. You have been listening to Outlaw Radio. Be sure to leave your feedback by calling 208 208- 
957-7016. All feedback is played and replied to on the show. Visit our official website at OutlawRadioABS.com. Outlaw Radio is a presentation of AOW Productions. Well, here I am sitting on a porch writing another song. like me Man, can't you see Because you can't go wrong with one good outlaw song The outlaw song Well, here I am Sitting on the porch Wishing I with old George We'd be strumming on the cold hard truth And he stopped loving her today And I love to play Because you can't go wrong with one good outlaw song This old song about Waylon and Willie, David Allen Coe, the man in black and the possum, George Jones. You can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. 